Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Causing the Effect. I am your host, Scott Cazzoli. As always, thank you all so, so much for taking some time to uh, to let me share and serve a little bit of knowledge with you today. As always, please leave a like, subscribe. Reviews are the biggest thing that we're pushing with this podcast. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, it looks like about 85-90% of people are listening on Apple. All the reviews are leaving. Thank you so much. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, they really do wonders for us. Thank you for that. Um, we are going to jump right into this episode, which, you know, I, I've been wanting to touch on this topic and I think it's just really, um, you know, it's really important in organizations and communities in general, but it's something that I think we are seeing a lack of in this country and it's leadership. Um, so I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk about what it, what is leadership. We're going to talk about what makes a great leader. We're going to talk about the scientific piece. You know, you know, I'm always going to hit the brain aspect of why it's important to, to, for, to have some leadership skills. So let's just jump right into it. You know, leadership is the ability, uh, of an individual or a group of individuals to really influence and guide others in a community or an organization, and I think we see this a lot in the Army, it seems that they have it down packed on the, the hierarchy of how things work, and you know, even in today's society, it doesn't seem like many people are willing to step up and be leaders, so I think this will be useful, you know, to, for you to try to, to be a leader more in your daily life, but just in general, in your community, everybody's a job, um, I've always tried to kind of take this, and I'm really taking it by the horns now to, to I took, spent a lot, the last week or so really digging into this, finding the most um, articulate pieces to talk about, um, and we'll just take it from there. But leadership really involves making sound choices regarding, you know, sometimes difficult decisions. Uh, you know, this is really um, done by leaders creating, you know, articulate, uh, articulate, clear visions as well as executing those visions. And, you know, a big piece, again, we discussed this, um, establishing goals um, for the team and making that team better. You know, leaders are, they're required in most aspects of society. Um, that's why I, I felt like this was so important. Business, politics, um, sports, religion, you know. Um, effective leaders possess confidence, strong communication skills, critical thinking, and perseverance in the face of any difficulty, um, or particularly failures. That's when I think you, um, really see the, the most out of people. Um, you know, you know, confidence is another one, um, and really an openness to change and being very flexible and, you know, really being able to, um, to really take what other people are saying and, and change the perspective. You know, you think of Steve Jobs, you think of Bill Gates, you think of Jeff Bezos, all these guys. But what makes a great leader is the ability to, make strategic as well as visionary decisions while convincing that team to follow those decisions. You know, they're responsible for setting the direction and inspiring others. Um, you know, motivation is a piece of leadership. Being able to motivate your team and the people that work that work for you to achieve their goals as well and perform at the highest level. Um, working together is the biggest piece, uh, at least that, that through my readings of what I feel leadership um, you know, is. So being able to, to, to be decisive, to, um, practice what they preach is truly, truly important, um, here. So, uh, you know, there is a couple of, 
you know, theories that are out there regarding, you know, leadership. Um, you know, one of them being this, uh, this leadership theory that is really, uh, it's, you know, there's different kind of, what's the word I want to use here? There's, there's different levels of, of leadership theory and different skills that, that take each piece. So it has changed, I would say, you know, pretty, pretty substantially in the, in the last couple years. Um, there's multiple definitions that we can go through. There's different, um, buckets that each would, would go into, but in my, in my searching, uh, the first time this was discussed, for example, is it was called the great man theory. And this is a category that originated in the, in the 19th century. Um, and it, this stresses that great leaders were born, born, um, innate to the task of being a leader. Then there was another group that kind of came in the mid 20th century. So you're talking 1950s here. That's called the trait theory. And this centers on the idea that some people are born with the traits that make them great leaders, integrity and self-confidence. Those are two things that um, that can't be taught. Now, again, through my other podcast, I think you should know by this point, uh, integrity and self-confidence could be taught. It could be learned. Um, and that's kind of why as we've evolved here, we've seen the second half of the 20th century saw the arrival of even more categories. This is called situational leadership where, you know, the leadership style is adjusted based on the readiness or skill level of the followers in a given situation. Then there's some contingency theories in which, you know, effective leadership depends on having, you know, the, the right leader in the right situation. So it's kind of selecting the leader for different times. Then there's even other ones called transactional leadership in which leaders reward or punish people to achieve those results. And then the last piece, transformational leadership theories. So um, where leaders help transform their followers through example. All very interesting. And again, I'm never going to throw um, my, you know, a, a certain theory at you and kind of push it. I want you to be able to think logically outside the box and really be able to uh, make the decision for yourself, which I think is is most important. Now, back to that first theory that was brought up, are leaders born or made? Um, now, again, I'll give you my opinion on this. I would say there's definitely certain people that are born with characteristics that make them natural leaders, um, intelligence, confidence. Um, these are all things that, you know, even having an out- outgoing personality, these are indicators of potential success as a leader. However, uh, it, it is true that good leadership skills can be developed. You know, many large organizations, um, businesses, governments, military have leadership training. Uh, Jocko Willink, my man, shout out to Jocko, um, is a promoter of these things and he is able to develop people from within so that they can combine their organizational knowledge with newly acquired skills. So if you're one of these people, I would consider myself somebody who didn't um, who wasn't born with that innate skill. Um, that's something that I've tried to, you know, possess in my company, in life, to be an example to my little cousins, to the guys I work with. So um, you could definitely learn, and you could definitely just step up. Even a lot of universities um, offer graduate programs in leadership. So if anyone wants to take up those, you know, definitely worth taking if you feel like this is something to, to work on. And I feel like leadership in any position could be, you know, beneficial. So there's so many different styles of leadership that I, I think it's a, it's that situational leadership did, um, you know, I was reading a couple articles on that. It's, you know, knowing where you could um, help 
you know, for example, the importance uh, in healthcare organizations nowadays. It takes on a different meaning of the importance of leadership in the military. The healthcare field is drastically changing, new laws, regulations, payment options. Um, you know, we see what's going on there. It's, it's, it's chaos. And a person in, in the military um, has to be stern, has to be able to, to kind of move on a dime very quickly, make vast decisions. And that's a, a good piece of being a good leader is adapting the leadership style as well. So that was important. Now, I'm going to uh, cite a one of the, the biggest and most widely cited meta-analyses that were found. This was called um, Personality and Leadership, a qualitative and quantitative review done by um, you know a couple people from the University of Florida, Minnesota, and Iowa, this being Ramus Elise, Timothy Judge, uh, Joyce Bono, as well as Megan Gerhard. In this analysis, what, what they found out was people who are able to adjust the most, be sociable, be ambitious, and that are curious are actually much more likely to become leaders. This actually showed that over 50% of the variability in leadership emergence is explained through these personality traits. And then uh, also something that's not a surprise to me, higher levels of cognitive ability, emotional intelligence also increase an individual's likelihood to emerge as a leader, just about by 5 to 10% as well. So um, emergence doesn't simply imply effectiveness, but one has to emerge in order to be effective. Now, what are those key co- key qualities of effective leaders? I feel the ultimate measure of any leader in an organization is the performance of the team, the performance of the organization, um, particularly how you're doing against its competitors, particularly the happiness involved with your team. If you're getting something done and nobody's happy doing it, who cares, right? But leadership is that vital resource for the group, for effective leaders to enable that group to outperform other people. Um, some people you know, try, don't end up taking advantage of this emergence uh, or need for emergence of a leader, but the best leaders show higher levels of integrity, stepping outside the box, which enables them to create a fair and just culture in their team and organizations. Uh, I mentioned emotional intelligence. This is something that's always uh, hit me pretty closely because I'm very always, you know, I like to see how people react and always making sure that people are happy and calm under pressure having better people skills and truly enjoying what they do um, is kind of how I take it on. You know, on the other side, narcissistic leaders are those people that are prone to behaving in unethical ways. We're seeing that with a ton of conspiracies, this Wayfair, Wayfair theory um, conspiracy. It's July 13th for those who are thinking this just popped out a couple days ago. It's really um, crazy, you know. Uh, and, you know, of course, we're going to end the end this. I'm never going to leave you without giving you a couple pieces on on the 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 most important piece that I always like giving you guys is what makes a, a, what makes a great leader um, being decisive you know effective leadership is not about wasting time this includes you know the time needed to make decisions and if you spend all your time making a decision you're, you're still wasting time so the the thought of not making a decision is still a decision, if that makes sense to you. So more often than not, so much time is wasted with decision-making. I see this in my role um, in, in, in my company and just the people in general. You're so worried about spending this or doing that. Um, it's about making informed decisions, but also being mindful of those time frames involved, being able to decisively make a decision and get to it. Um, practicing what you preach, I mentioned that earlier. You know, leading by example. It's something that's not easy to do, especially in this day and age with that tribal mentality. But, you know, I always looked, I always took 
my life and what comes out of my mouth um, as being accountable and reliable. So I, I always looked at it as it's hard to respect someone, you know, who asks everyone to to do this or work towards this goal if that person isn't willing to come to come in and put in their their work themselves. So putting yourself not above the team, just setting the bar, meeting the bar, and then showing your team, listen, if I could do this, um, you know, anybody could do it. Being passionate about what you do. I think this is something that a lot of people don't even get the chance to realize, and this goes into that mindfulness, being aware of what you need, how you are effective. So let's say that you get to this point, you do your mindfulness, you do your meditation, and you feel like you know where you're, what you're passionate about. From that point, you know, if you're saying, but Scott, I just have a job, I just work here, you know, that's not the, the passionate leader and that, that may be a signal to, to potentially change what you want to do. The, the leader cares about the organization up and down. They care about the people they lead and work with. They care about the product. They care about all of that. Uh, another key piece of being a leader is being humble and accountable, right? Uh, you know, some of the greatest leaders I've had the, the, the privilege of speaking to don't let pride get in the way of accomplishing a goal and executing the vision. You know, humility does make great leaders, being open-minded, being flexible. And in my experience, I'm lucky enough to work with some of the most successful people in the world. It seems that, you know, they're either this one way or the other, right? They're like a sour patch. Okay, they're either super sour or super sweet. And then you have those leaders that, are, that have a lot of humility, ton of flexibility. They're really fantastic guys. And some other guys... Not to name any names here, but they are those trust fund babies that have that silver spoon handed down to them. They're not willing to take responsibility for the actions. They point fingers. And these are easy things to see. And helping people grow is something that I feel like I was good at. And it's a key piece in being a leader. You know, willing, willingness to share what you know, not look at things competitively, learn about opportunities, build up your team, foster those relationships, the report, the cooperation within the team, understand the weak link, work on that. And um, if you're able to to connect that weak link and even make them better, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Communicating effectively, uh, such an integral part of leadership. Communication, you heard me mention that earlier, but I really wanted to drive this point home that when you're communicating, it's not about saying to your team, I want this to happen. It's about listening to your team and considering that input that comes from other people in the team and allowing them to to kind of take the bull by the horns. Um, and that gives them a stronger ability to work well with others and so on and so forth. You know, you can't be afraid of that unknown. You have to be able to take risks, try new things, uh, continue to let your organization grow. Um, you know, and I, I think if you take all these pieces, um, and put it together, you could definitely see the, the benefits, you know, really kind of come out. So, you know, we'll cut it here. Um, I really hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Um, loving doing this. Hopefully we can keep this, this moving along. I hope you learned a little bit about leadership. You know, my homework for you guys get out there, try to make just once a week, uh, make, put put an hour a week into working on these skills and I guarantee you'll see effects in your life and it'll make your life a little better so as always stay safe stay positive stay blessed I'll talk to you guys later have a great one bye bye